Here's the thing. Saving money with Geico is almost better than playing pickup basketball. Because there's always that guy who joins your game. He never passes the rock, he constantly bricks threes, and he'll completely hack you and then put his hands up and say, no foul, no foul. With GEICO, it's easy to switch and save on car insurance. No need to fake an ankle sprain because you're absolutely exhausted. So switch and save with GEICO. It's almost better than sports. Dear Young Rocker is more than just a podcast about music. It's a memoir of how it feels to survive high school when you don't fit in and the freeing feeling of picking up a guitar for the first time. It's also advice for anyone who is or was young and has ever felt weird or alone. Dear Young Rocker is written and narrated by me, Chelsea Erson, executive produced by Jake Brennan, and comes to you from Double Elvis Productions. Listen to Dear Young Rocker on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Movie Crush, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Mini Crush, uh, Chuck Midweek Hangover Edition. My mic is too loose. <laughs> it keeps rotating and pivoting away from my mouth. I got to chase it around. Wait a minute. Are you doing Herbert from The Family Guy? No, it's little. It, oh, well, it, it, it's. Uh, you ever heard of Don Hertzfeld? Uh, He's an animator. No. He's got these uh, these like failed commercials that he supposedly pitched to different like networks for like PBS type commercials or whatever. And one of them is a little the guy that's got a big spoon and he just goes, "My spoon is too big." <laughs> that sounds just like Herbert. It's you know also Herbert? Yeah, 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 for sure. Like, Look at that muscly arm. I haven't seen the paper boy lately. <laughs> she got a bit of a whistle. <laughs> I got some ice cream in the basement. <laughs> Terrible. It's bad, but so good and quotable, and it's a voice that we can all enjoy doing. Because yeah. it's not that hard. Well, and if you grew up in the South or have lived in the South. You were molested by that you've guy. Probably, no, I'm just kidding. You've, good Lord, no. I'm kidding. You probably met uh, an old Southern man who has that kind of wishly old oh, man yeah. voice. It's, it's that kind of a fat Southern yeah. accent, you know? <laughs> I'm getting the vapors over here, Chuck. Oh, Noel. Uh, midweek hangover. I, I usually don't drink during the week. That's, Uh-oh. that's what I try to do. You know? Okay. Uh, to be my best self. But I went to a show last night. I went to see the new pornographers. Ah, I wanted to go to that. And, uh, you know, got a got a lift. Mm. And that's sort of New York City syndrome when you know you're not driving. Oh, yeah. It's licensed to. Yeah, be dumb. Not drive. And a bunch of friends went and, like, I got into some whiskey. Yeah. And, boy, I'm, I'm, oh. I'm, I'm glad I don't have to record three shows right now. You do, Oh, wait though. a minute. I oh, do. Yeah, it's okay. It's fun. It just adds c- character. Um, how were they live, though? I love, I love them so oh, they're much. They're great. I mean, that's probably yeah. like my ninth time seeing them. So good. I've seen them a bunch. I, I got like three notifications last night, you know, the Facebook where you say you're going to go to a thing, mm-hmm. and then it reminds you that you forgot about this thing that you said you were going to go to. Right. I got three of them yesterday. <laughs> like, I think Dinosaur Jr.'s playing tonight. Um, yeah, I New Pornographers. To yeah, it, I got a friend coming in town for it. I'm not going to go. I've seen them before. Uh, and then last night was New Pornographers, but there was another one, too, at another venue, and now I'm forgetting what it was. But... Uh, 
Well, you remarked on the on the, the uh, Facebook that you forgot about the Judge John Hodgman. I podcast. did, and I was really that one of them? that was one of them. But that, that was a, an, a, even an additional one. Um, was that fun? You looked like you were having some fun. We had a great time. Um, Nobody invited me. Good fun backstage hang. No, huh? Don't give me that that garbage. That guff. <laughs> Uh, the new pornographers are great, though, because, you know, they've kind of morphed over the years a little bit. Uh, they've gotten way more synthy on the past two albums, mm-hmm. which is great. Yeah. And sadly, Dan Behar of Destroyer left the band. Right. Uh, and he was always that wild card that just, you know, brought right. the weird. Well, do you like Destroyer? I love Destroyer. I fucking love Destroyer but, so much. Um, One of my favorite things in the whole wide world. You know, Nico used to be the, the lone woman in that mm-hmm. band. and. Mm-hmm. Which is all you need, right. Nico Case, like yeah. one of the great voices of all time. Agreed. But then a few years ago, Catherine Calder, who I believe is Dan Behar, found out he had an adult niece um, later in life, and that she was a musician, and she's in the band. Oh, cool! And then uh, they have since Behar left, they had ad- they've added a woman named uh, Sami Sernacker. Great name. Yeah, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. So now you have three women in the band, and there are times where. It's like Carl Newman is like uh, sort of backing an all-female band vocally, <laughs> and it's great. It's just like it's and Nico is just like it seems to me like has well, welcomed everybody in. She was sort of in the Dan Bihar situation where she was almost too famous as solo to continue touring with them, right? Wasn't she? I think th- there are some shows and uh, parts of tours where she has not been able to join right. them. Um, which is, you know, you've got the backup now with Catherine Calder singing her parts. Yeah. But I've been lucky. Every time I've seen them, she's been there, and uh, Behar has been there until he left the band. Ah. Because he didn't always do the shows either. Mm -hmm. But, boy, he's good. The one, I mean, I I know them relatively well. The one record that I just adore and know back to front is that uh, Twin Cinema. I think that is a classically fantastic. uh, They're all great. What do you call it? Power pop? Yeah, power pop. Yeah. Hooky, like yeah, super hooky, really, really good, really energetic, and just like f- makes you so feel great. good. Yeah, it's good it's stuff. Such a good show. Um, but yeah, I tied one on, and I, I need to say hello to the uh, very kind listeners who I met outside the theater. Yeah, and in the lobby, met a few people all at once. It was kind of weird. Nice. And um, uh, I'm sorry if I was hammered and made a fool of myself. I'm sure. I you don't were. think I did. No. Uh, this one very nice gentleman with a beard. Uh, right as I was getting into the car, introduced his girlfriend, and I was like, who do people say you look like? I was that guy. Ah. And uh, I thought she looked like Samantha Morton, actor Ah. Samantha Morton. And she didn't know who that was, and she was looking it up as I was getting in my lift. And she was like, yes, I do look like her. (laughs) Because he said, people say Heather Graham, which was fair. She, you know, Samantha Morton and Heather Graham, there's some crossover there, I think. Huh. You think? Uh, I think they both have kind of big eyes. Oh, big eyes. uh, Yeah. I mean, they don't look just alike, but no. I could see both in this. Uh, they this have somewhat space. exaggerated features. Oh yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just rewording what you said. Oh, but boy. Uh, so I've asked people hangover cures. What's your go-to hangover cure? Do you have one, Noel? Uh, shitty food. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Like fried food. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> that's see. That's the cycle, though. That's not good. No, for a guy like me. No, it's not good for a guy like me either. When you're trying to. Uh, Trying to get fit, Noel. You're looking good, Chuck. You're looking mm, svelte. I'm not looking svelte yet, but I, I did start a, a program. I did too. Like a a structured program. Yeah, mine's not structured, but I, I did go to the gym once. Oh, really? Yeah. I uh, Yeah, I'm on a program now, and my thighs 
are I, I have a hard time walking up steps. Are they barking? Yes. Do your thighs bark? My thighs are barking. Yeah. And my biceps are a little sore. Yeah. Because my little muscles have never been used. No. Right. So when I'm using them, yeah. they, I, they're barking back at for me. For sure. As, as they should. That, that's how they let you know that, that, that it's working. <laughs> That the, the program is working. Yeah, I just went to the gym a couple days ago for the first time in a while and didn't overdo it, uh-huh. which is good because sometimes when you overdo it. I overdid it. Yeah, and then it makes you not want to do it again. Yeah, but I'm mm-hmm. on a program. It's like I got to. keep saying that like it means something. What does this mean? <laughs> <laughs> what is this program? You have well, like a, it's, a, it's a trainer? A, it's a three-day a week thing where I like have to be there. Well, that's good. It's you need not, that it's accountability. Not up to me. You need that accountability. I have to yeah. have it. It's, I got I to gotta make it happen. All right. right. Maybe I need to do something similar. Solidarity, buddy. Melanie Stein says breakfast burrito, Pedialyte, and going back to sleep. Yeah, Melanie, hydration and sleep are the two main factors in curing a hangover. It's true. Scientific. If if you can go back to sleep, by God, do it. Mm -hmm. Because that'll really help. You know what they say, too? Like, you think that when you're you're tanked, you sleep, like, really well. Oh, you sleep awful. It's awful. It's the worst. It's like up and down and Bad weird, sleep. disturbed dreams. Yeah, it's you not know. good. It's not good. The best sleep is like just dead sober sleep. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Charles Ogan says a whopper, a banana, and lots of water. Uh, bananas, if I'm not mistaken, are scientifically proven to help hangovers because of the potassium. Science loves a banana. Uh, Yvonne Baudet, one of our old pals, says uh, pho. Trust me, it really works. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a great hangover meal. Yeah, you need this, the sponginess of the noodles to soak up all the poison. Yeah, and I'll throw ramen yeah. in there as, uh-huh. as a sister of pho. Because it's like soup, which is good for being sick, and then you've got the noodles, which is good for kind of, I don't know if and it's a little true. Meat. And a little meat. But, you know, they say things about soaking up the – I don't know if that's true. That seems made up. Oh, soaking up alcohol? Yeah, that seems made up. That is not a thing. <laughs> Emily still says that. God bless her. She's like, oh, I need to eat some bread to soak up the alcohol. I'm like, nah, it doesn't work that I think way. it's gone already. It's already been metabolized. That's why you're drunk. Uh, Kelly Ferris Marks says egg McMuffin, hash brown, and a Coke. That's a good one. Uh, EJ uh, Lavik says rehydrate and reload on carbs. Dominique uh, Nusifora says the big three, time, regret, and promises to never drink again. Uh, another Pedialyte, Christopher Austin, water, Pedialyte, a couch, access to a restroom. Interesting. Uh, Teresa Barker says, water, a couple of glasses and some Advil. Well, you know what? My magic uh, potion is the uh, headache powders, which we have here in the southeast. Really? Like the- BC the, or goodies. I, 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 what do you do with that? You just eat it? You dump it in your mouth- and you how, drink water. How do you not just retch that you know, everywhere? You got to be able to do it. Some people can't do it. I, can't I don't do mind it. it. I, I don't do love it. it, but I don't mind it. I can't do it's it. It's bitter. But then you wash it down, but it's like it's already crushed, so it acts really fast. Is that the deal? And it's got okay. caffeine in it. Oh. So it's like a – it gets huh. you going. Interesting. I'm yeah, but you that. can't get it. Like I go up in, in New York – you know, you go to a bodega. It seems like drugs. Like, they don't have headaches. It seems powders. like drugs, Chuck. It comes what in a weird it? envelope. It is drugs. Well, I know, Chuck, <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's the, the look of it is it's a bad look. Here's the thing. Saving money with Geico is almost better than playing pickup basketball. Because there's always that guy who joins your game. He never passes the rock. He constantly bricks threes. And he'll completely hack you and then put his hands up and say, no foul, no foul. With GEICO, it's easy to switch and save on car insurance. No need to fake an ankle sprain because you're absolutely exhausted. So switch and save with GEICO. It's almost better than sports. 
Hey, it's Ben, Henry, and Marcus, hosts of the last podcast on the left. Our show's dedicated to uncovering hilariously horrifying stuff. And now we're only on Spotify. Join us. If you want. Obviously, we'd never force anyone to just blindly join us. That'd be crazy. But if you like stories about doomsday cults who do exactly that and more, please join us on Spotify. Visit Spotify.com slash last podcast to listen free. Uh, Philip Woodward says, time or more alcohol? No, I've never done that thing. Hair of the dog, my. I've, I've never been into uh, that. No. It's not my thing. That's just called cu- never stopping drinking is what that's <laughs> called. Yeah. Uh, Brooks Hudgens, water and Tylenol. Krista Scott says, go back to sleep. Try again tomorrow. Yes. All right. These are all good suggestions, folks. But we're not here to talk about hangovers. We're here to talk about Steve Zahn. Happy Zahn's Day, everyone. It's his birthday. Really? Are we going to do that now? Are we going to have a, have a celebrity birthday shout-out in every episode? I don't know about every episode, but because I'm asking what your favorite Zahn role is on uh, the old Facebook page, because he's he's one of the greats. Steve Zahn, character actor. We have... Uh, I liked him in uh, Treme. He was like a stoner musician I watch that. in Treme. I need to see that. He's good. I don't know why I didn't he's see it. He's a goofball. He's always kind of a goofball, isn't David he? Simon, right? It is, yeah. yeah isn't he always kind of a goofball, Steve Zahn? He, he can play goofball, yeah, for sure. What's a serious Zahn role? Serious Zahn. Um, you know Zahn means teeth in German? Really? Uh-huh. I took German. I don't yeah. remember that. Yeah. Steve Teeth? Uh-huh. Or Tooth? Yeah. Son of Dr. Teeth. No, Zahn, Zahn, Zane, Zana. I don't know. if It just seems <laughs> like there must be a connection. <laughs> German for Tooth. Zahn. Is it the same? Is it spelled the same? Nailed it. Yes. Nice. Z-A-H-N. Yeah. Steve Tooth. There you go. There you go. <laughs> All right. Happy Tooth Day, everyone. Yep. So David if Mills. If only it were Tuesday. <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, David Mills, one of our uh, old pals, says, I liked him in That Thing You Do. He's such an excited little kid through that whole movie. He's, he's in the band, right? No, I never saw that. I haven't seen it either. That's really? No, I haven't seen it. Isn't that weird? Yeah. I figured because we're music guys. Yeah. I, I don't really like love music movies. I know. You we talked like about we talked I don't either. I don't care for the biopics. It's just Yeah, but this know? wasn't a biopic. This is a No, it seemed fun. We've talked about this. Uh, Adam Schlesinger from the Fountains of Wayne wrote a lot of those fake oh, really? Beatles-esque hits. Maybe we didn't talk about this. I talked about it with somebody, but Fountains yeah. Fountains of Wayne. Fa- remember the Fountains of Wayne? Yeah, I was never into it, but not I didn't not like it. I just didn't know it. They they they, they got a little annoying cuz they had that Stacy's Mom song that was kind of a giant hit out of at like like, uh, like later in their oh, career. But early okay. on, they had a song called Radiation Vibe that I always really yeah. liked. Yeah. I do know that Stacy's Mom thing. Has got it going on. Yeah. yeah, it was a music video. It was like a TRL kind of sleeper hit. TRL, remember TRL? Oi, uh, the danger of and Gail Kunt says his performance in Rescue Dawn. Oh, that's serious, son. Yeah, okay. Not a lot of laughs. That was that, movie. was that like a helicopter yeah, kind of like extraction Bale, movie? Yeah, yeah. yeah it was Werner, Werner Herzog, I think. Didn't he direct that? Really? Or did he direct the? He directed the documentary. Little Dita needs to fly. That's right. <laughs> that's it. Little Dita. But did he do Rescue Dawn as well? Hold on. Let's see. It sure did. Yeah, he did both. It seems like a. It doesn't seem like a Herzog movie, but it, it no. absolutely. You're absolutely right. I agree. It's not very Herzog-y. Uh, let me see here. George Anderson says a perfect getaway. He played a villain with dramatic chops. Huh. I've never heard of that movie. I haven't either. Hmm. Maybe it's good. 
Someone else said that too. Uh, Matt Winship says, uh, "Perfect getaway, very clever movie, not knowing what to expect, and I was not disappointed." Uh, old pal Jeff Noel says it's a toss-up. Lenny Hayes uh, from that thing you do, or Al Giardino and Sahara. Mm. You know what mine is hands down is Glenn from Out of Sight, one of the great roles. You know I have I've seen that I saw it in the theaters, but I haven't seen it since. But I remember loving it. Boy, it's great. We crushed that out on uh, with uh, Alex Fernie. Uh, Rebecca Robe, anything that man is in makes me happy. Great comment. Uh, here we go. Tyler King says he's pretty great in Treme. Mm-hmm. I need to see it. Yeah, he plays kind of just like a goofy stoner piano player, musician guy. Um, he has wild dreams. He wants to be like a promoter or something. I don't remember exactly what. Wild what, dreams. Yeah, wild dreams. <laughs> Daryl Murphy says, I agree with you, Chuck, about Out, out of Sight. But I also remember liking him a lot in Happy Texas. Yeah, that was a good movie. Little indie. Uh, Greg Bassinet. 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 Like a baby. Like a baby crib. Bassinet says Wayne and Saving Silverman. That was a. That's a bit of a guilty pleasure. Well, I think Steve Zahn was in Reality Bites, according to the. Oh internet. sure. Yeah. yeah, he had a little a little part in that. He's one of the friends. That's when I always confuse with singles because I think they came out pretty adjacently. Uh, sure. They were both '90s Seattle-ish era. movies, weren't yeah. they? Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're very distinct in my mind. Emily's a big Reality Bites person. Like, can quote it. Are there camps? Do you think? Are there singles folks and then Reality <laughs> Bites folks? Uh, she loves both. Okay. But maybe she just puts her feet in both camps. Got it. Uh, a bunch of people are saying that thing you do. Caleb Selman, Emily Diener, and Joe Baumgartner. Are all down with that. Diener. And then our old pal Bennett Duckworth uh, says, War for the Planet of the Apes. I didn't know he was in that. I think he's a scientist. Is he? Yeah. A Zahn scientist. Uh All right. So happy birthday, Zahn. We love you on the show. Uh, I would love to come visit you at your home in New Jersey and crush it out with you. I remember why I like him so much in Treme. He has a bomb-ass soul patch. Oh, really? And it takes a lot to pull that off, and he very much does. He's, he's that kind of hep cat, uh, you know, New Orleans swinging musician type. Is he, what does he play in the movie? Like what, or in the show, what instrument? He plays piano. He, he's just an all-around music guy. I don't, I don't think he's like a master jazz guy, but he's sort of like in that world. Oh, boy, you know? look at that soul patch. I mean, I know, right? Yeah. Serious. He looks like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Yeah, well, Shaggy does. doesn't have a soul. He's got a full weird, just a chin beard. Oh, uh, yeah. I guess he's yeah. got the little chin goatee. Although now that I'm looking at him, wouldn't he be a good Shaggy he would in be a, a Scooby-Doo? Good Shaggy. Uh, yeah. Boy, he's one of the greats. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Noel, we're going to move on next to uh, the Movie Crushers page um, because I saw a nice little thing here from uh, David Mills, one of our old pals. He did a uh, he did a post where he he asked about Disney Plus. You know, it just debuted. Yeah. Do you have it? No, not yet. Are you gonna get it? I don't know. I've got a lot of little piecemeal subscriptions already. You know. Okay. I mean, it, it, it comes a point where if you subscribe to everything, you're like, are we really cord cutters at all anymore, Chuck? Oh, I don't think cord cutting means you're denying yourself any media. It just means. You're having it on your terms instead of just whatever the cable company wants to serve. This up for is you. true, but I do feel like the cable companies are having to kind of reckon with all this stuff, and they're going to have to maybe you know. I mean, the only solution would be a la carte cable. Have they not sort of done that? Well, with I mean, HBO, you can do that at least. 
HBO used to be exclusively you could only get it through cable providers, and now you can do HBO. Yeah, go. I guess. That's not true, though. You still have to have a subscription. I have free HBO through my uh, cable package, but I don't have actual cable. I just have HBO. I pay for HBO, mm-hmm. which I get through Hulu. Mm-hmm. Hulu? Hulu? Hulu, which Hulu? I also pay for. Right. It's I do weird. Hulu, Amazon Prime, which is included yeah. with my Amazon Prime membership. Sure, same. And Netflix. Same. So I can add – I feel like I can add – Disney Plus. It's only five bucks, too. It's a pretty good deal. Yeah. That's, that's, that's like fine. the price of like a, a coffee downstairs. Yeah, exactly. You just said office. the word coffee and I wanted to poop my pants. Really? That's how hungover I am. You need a coffee? No, I would poop my pants. Really? Yeah, is coffee. That, is that a, diuretic? I didn't, I didn't know that was a thing. Really? When you drink coffee, your sphincter doesn't start doing things? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, wow. Not that's that crazy. Not, not that I've noticed. Um, yeah, Disney Plus, five bucks. I actually just got a uh, temporary subscription to Shudder. Do you know what Shudder is? Nope. It's all horror stuff, Ooh. and it's really well curated. And the reason I got it is because Rob Schraub, who is uh, one of the writers on Rick and Morty, and he's like Dan Harmon's old pal, mm-hmm. and he's on Harmontown. When, when, so that I want you to know guests on Harmontown, we met him. He uh, was responsible for a reboot of Creep Show. Um, that is a an anthology series exclusively on Shutter. Is it out yet? Yeah, Creep Show. It, uh-huh. It's on Shutter. Is it good? Yeah, it's cool. It's just I think schlocky, fun. Yeah, you know, phantasmagoria type stuff. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. it's good. So I'm going to get Disney Plus. What I really want is Disney to throw us some money for talking about them like this. That'd be cool. Give us some of that Disney money. Mm-hmm. Man, we are plugging the crap out of your channel. Uh, but old fan David Mills, old friend and old fan, uh, asked, what are you watching? Like, where did you start, basically, on day one of Disney Plus? And a lot of people are into it. Uh, and we'll just kind of go through and see here. Mike Snelling, Jr., Iron Man 1. He's starting at the beginning with the Marvels. Uh, Neil Balfour's is Mandalorian. You know, they're not releasing them all at once. You can't binge it. That's fine. Is it? I like it that way, kind of. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I like being having something to look forward to. From week to week? I do. I may get it and just save it up, although I probably won't be able to. I'm so excited about The Mandalorian. Joshua Green started with Swiss Family Robinson. Uh, Becca Lou, one of our old friends, uh, came home from Scouts with the boy child, and the husband uh, was having a field day adding content to the watch list. So far, we watched a few Pixar shorts. We're going to shortly watch The Mandalorian. I didn't know some of the stuff was on there. I didn't know The Simpsons was on there. I didn't. Re- I thought I thought Simpsons were owned by. No, I guess it's all the same now. And it's it's like striking it really how much Disney owns is now. all. It's crazy. Yeah. So I guess all of The Simpsons are on there. Apparently, jeez. I, I know all of uh, the Muppets are on there, and all of the Star Wars properties are on there, and all of Marvel, and all of Marvel. Um, I, I don't know if all of Marvel is on yet, or if they're rolling it out. Yeah, I'm not sure either. But I did le- read something funny about it because just like these folks, uh, there's a lot of little hot takes of the early look at, at Disney Plus coming out. Mm-hmm. And the funny one that I saw was, you know, the Greedo and Han scene in the New Hope Star Wars movie. Sure. How the, you know they redid it uh, for the reissue to make it look like Greedo shot first, mm-hmm. so Han didn't look like such a cold blooded killer. Yes, you know when he shoots Greedo directly. Of course. Now in the Disney Plus version, Greedo is heard exclaiming something resembling McClunky. <laughs> I think I saw that. I didn't know what they meant. 
McClunky. McClunky, like 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 it's some sort of expletive or whatever, like uh-huh. from the Star Wars universe. Uh-huh. Uh, and apparently, it does have some precedent in like a, a canceled uh, Star Wars 3D thing. I, I don't know. Like you have to ask Holly Fry about that. But boy, I wonder if that's going to catch on in Ma- the zeitgeist. McClunky. People say, ah, McClunky. McClunky. I kind of like it. <laughs> what the McClunky? I love it. Um, Amy Ball says, I haven't watched anything yet, but my nieces have been jumping between a bunch of shows. Uh, Angelo Chavez says, Camp Nowhere, it's a goddamn classic. Uh, Caleb J. Wyant, old pal, says, Duck Tales. Woo! Uh, Don Barnhart says, The Adventures of Huck Finn with Elijah Wood. Ooh, I remember that from the theaters very fondly. I didn't know about that. Mm-hmm. I love me some Elijah Wood, though. Um, let me very see. little. Jennifer Sawyer says, Hubby went straight to The Simpsons. Uh, Heather Keenan says, The Aristocats, meow. Mm-hmm. Boy, I got to get this. It's pretty great. It's all on there. It's got a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. It just has to happen. All of the classics, yeah. Five bucks a month, I mean. Yeah, it's a good deal. They're going to clean up. They're going to do real well, I think. Uh, Leah Mitchell. Uh, By the way, Leah, I hope you're feeling better. I know you were sad recently, and I hope you're not sad right now. Same. Uh, Leah says, I went for the Muppets first, then a little bit of Pete's Dragon, then Home Alone Lost in New York. Well, Leah, it sounds like that's a good recipe for, uh, for making you happy. I want to see the org chart for the shit Disney owns because there's there's a yeah. lot of stuff wrapped up in here. You well, can... I think the org chart is Disney Plus menu. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think you're right. Uh, all right. Let's finish up here with uh, William uh, Poteet says, The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Very sweet. Did you know that the first computer bug was an actual moth? Did you know that x-rays were used as entertainment at kids' birthday parties? I'm Marin. I'm Greg. And for our new podcast, Surprisingly Brilliant, we've been collecting some of the most shocking, inspiring, and downright bizarre stories from science history. From space mysteries to stolen dinosaurs, you'll find it in Surprisingly Brilliant from Seeker. Season 1 launches March 26th. Go subscribe now so you don't miss it, and listen to Surprisingly Brilliant on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So, Noel, we are going to finish with uh, a little surprise for you because I sent you an uh, interview, a very brief interview, Mm -hmm. with the great Werner Herzog. And this is from Variety uh, Magazine, Variety.com, by Will Thorne, Werner Herzog, on why he didn't need to see Star Wars films for the Mandalorian role. And we love Werner Herzog. On the show. We sure do. You especially, as evidenced by the Nolhelm scream. I'm, and, I'm, I'm a fan. And uh, one of my favorite things is your impression of Werner Herzog. It's not that good. It's it, it, great. Uh, I mean. It's one of my favorite things in the world. I though. appreciate that, Chuck. I'll tell you who who does it the best, and we've talked about this, is, is uh, Paul F. Tompkins does a really great sure. Werner. But, um, but PFT is not here. You are. That's true. So what we're going to do, Noel, is I'm going to play uh, Will Thorne, the interviewer, and we're going to read this in character. Okay. All right? Because I haven't read it yet, and I started to read it, and I said, no, I want Noel to read it to me as Werner Herzog. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to do my very best. All right, let's do this. So, Mr. Herzog, uh, John Favreau approached you directly for The Mandalorian. Why do you think he had you in mind? And why did you say yes? I think there are two reasons. 
One, he has seen some of my performances as an actor and is completely convinced that I should be a part of his new series. (laughs) Second, I think it's a bit of an homage to my films, (laughs) to my storytelling, and to my way of putting emphasis on world stories. Fever dreams in the jungle. Quasi-science fiction stories. I think he sees a kindred spirit in me. (laughs) Well, thank you, Mr. Herzog. Uh, What was your experience shooting the series with Jon Favreau? I do not know how the Star Wars films were shot, but I assume much of it was motion-controlled cameras and green screens. (laughs) I can say that filmmaking, and that's Jon's great achievement with The Mandalorian, is brought back to where it always has been. As an actor, you see, I'm doing kind of a Woody Allen thing at this point. I don't know. I'm, I'm lapsing. Um, you see where you are, the planet which you're moving, and the cameras could even be on the shoulder of a cinematographer and move around, and that's how filmmaking has been and should be. As an actor, I knew it immediately. That was good stuff. You feel it when the camera doesn't have to be motion controlled and you don't have to act like a robot. (laughs) Favreau has made uh, some highly successful films recently. Did you feel an element of pressure working with him? I do not know what other films he has made. (laughs) (laughs) What a great interview. Uh, You don't? No. He made The Lion King earlier this year with Beyonce and Donald Glover. (laughs) Well, I like The Lion King. (laughs) But the animated version 30 years back or so, that was a wonderful film. The music was particularly great. Hans Zimmer's score. (laughs) Should we do this whole thing? No. All right. (laughs) I can't keep it up. All right. All right. Uh, Let's just leave it with no. Okay. <laughs> I do want to uh, – I'll just read this. Sure. Uh, I'll, I'll take a crack at it because they ask if he watches any television. Yeah. And he says, I do. I watch the news from different sources. Sometimes I see things that are completely against my cultural nature. I was raised with Latin and ancient Greek poetry from Greek antiquity. But sometimes, just to see the world I live in, I watch WrestleMania. <laughs> you know who else really loved WrestleMania? Wow. Andy Warhol really loved oh, really? wrestling. And there's a really great clip where you see him interviewed by who, whoever the Mean Gene, is that his name? Mean Gene Okerlund. Yeah, he, he interviews Andy Warhol. And Andy Warhol is just, I think I've said, talked about this on the show, he's just like, it's just so exciting. I just it's just the the greatest thing. I just can't even believe how exciting it. it is. Yeah, there have been some oddball wrestling fans over the years. There's something about the spectacle that uh and I, th- I think the camp nature of it that some people might appreciate that mm-hmm. you wouldn't expect. No, for sure. And they ask him here at the end of the interview, uh you have extra incentive to pay for some more streaming platforms. And he says, "I have no choice." but to sign up for Disney Plus and Netflix. I shall go do that now. <laughs> He's a shall. He's wonderful. He gets away with it. He's, he, 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 he is his own. He is, his, he is an original. Man. I love him so much. All right, so hats off to you, Mr. Werner Herzog. Happy birthday to Steve Zahn. 
And uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, and now I'm going to go record two more shows right after this. Right back at you. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Robert Evans, host of Behind the Bastards and It Could Happen Here, and uh, generally a guy who spends a lot of time bummed out about the state of the world. So in July of 2019, I traveled to northeastern Syria for a bit of a shot in the arm. And I got it when I discovered members of a feminist, anti-fascist, revolutionary project who are working to build a more equitable society. It's a crazy story, and you can hear it all on The Women's War. Our first episode drops on March 25th. Listen to The Women's War on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Dear Young Rocker is more than just a podcast about music. It's a memoir of how it feels to survive high school when you don't fit in and the freeing feeling of picking up a guitar for the first time. It's also advice for anyone who is or was young and has ever felt weird or alone. Dear Young Rocker is written and narrated by me, Chelsea Erson, executive produced by Jake Brennan, and comes to you from Double Elvis Productions. Listen to Dear Young Rocker on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.